Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. There's no three amigos tonight. It's just a dynamic duo as Brian Davis is still braving the wilderness out there fighting off bears, taming coyotes. You know what he does when he's out there with the Boy Scout troop. That's really where Brian is. And so it's just myself and Dave Schofield. Dave, we're a little bit later tonight, but how's it going tonight? Uh, it's going well. We have officially begun the 2019 season, in my opinion, because it's all news of what's coming up for the season. Yeah, I mean, it was fun today. You know, today was the first day of the, the 2019 training camp. It was our training camp confidential kicked off today. We did at least 12 articles for the training camp confidential today, if not 12, 11 and then we did obviously breaking news stuff, which we'll get to in a second. Um, I just hope fans realize that you got to come back tomorrow too. There's going to be another probably 12 articles that we're going to run. We'll have close to 30 articles in that um, in that training camp confidential by the time this thing is all said and done. It's pretty exciting. Um, if you're looking for it, when you go to the main page behind the steel curtain.com, not the first window there if you're on a desktop, but it's the second largest window on the actual main page. That's where everything is. So you don't have to scroll through anything. So here we go. Uh, the, it's the news. It's the news. We're going to start off with the news. We actually have news. We haven't had news in a while. Uh, and there was a good bit of news. And I want to get Dave's opinion on some of those happenings and ongoing. So first and foremost, the first news that broke, and it probably ruffled the most feathers, was that Mike Tomlin was given a one-year contract extension. He had two years left on his current deal, which is normally when the organization talks about extending their coach's contract. He gets one more year. That's three. We can do simple math. If you do the math with Ben Roethlisberger's contract, he had one year left. I'm sorry, two years, one year left. They gave him a two-year extension. One plus two is three. Do you think it's a coincidence, Dave, that these two guys are both under contract for the same amount of time? Uh, not completely, but I'm not putting all my eggs into the basket that it would, that, that it's, it, they're exactly correlated. Um, it's, it's convenient that they are, but it, it wouldn't have bothered me one way or the other if they weren't. I mean, a lot of people think they're going to go hand in hand, but maybe they won't. Maybe one will stick out longer than the other. Yeah, and it, it, like I said, in, um, I don't know if it was to someone else or to, in an article I read, you know, if, if he goes and wins the Super Bowl, Mike Tomlin, and Ben Roethlisberger retires, that doesn't mean they're just going to get rid of him because his contract's up. So a little bit different. But my reaction, my question for you is, when you heard that Mike Tomlin got a one-year extension, what was your reaction? My reaction was this took both sides of the argument of whether or not to extend him or not, which we've been asked that a good bit here in the live chat questions and, and have talked about it on various shows. The biggest thing was people that wanted him to get the extension was because they didn't want it to be a distraction because the Steelers always do the extension with two years out. People that didn't want the extension wanted this to be a show me year, show me that it's going to bounce back. The locker room's better. The team's going to make the playoffs and all that stuff by doing one year. You, in essence, did both of those things because you took away the whole notion of, well, they didn't give him the extension. It's news. But they also only did it one year because if they're going to extend him with two years left, they're right back at it again next season. So this kind of almost is that is that show me to get your to get your extension next year. And 
let's not worry about this and have it be something that's looming over the team. Yeah. And so Snowman in the live chat put it best. He said, they, I'm glad they got it out of the way. And that's exactly what the Steelers probably wanted to do. Mission accomplished. They don't have to worry about it now. They don't have to worry about Tomlin hearing a bunch of questions about his contract. It's done. Uh, he was asked today in his press conference a couple questions about his deal. Surprise, surprise. He did not seem too keen on answering those questions, probably because it's kind of a coach's contract is different. Not everything is so public. And um, they moved on. And so we move on. The next news that happened was that Mike Hilton showed up to camp. That's number one, which I think we all knew he was going to show up to camp. And he decided to sign his exclusive rights free agent tender. Now, Dave, before we get into the nuts and bolts of Mike or Mike Hilton's decision, explain what that means to the listeners out there or viewers. Um, when an exclusive rights free agent signs his tender, what does that mean for this year? And what does it mean for next year? Okay. To be an exclusive rights free agent, but it's not even really that you're a free agent. It just means that if, as long as the team wants you, you have to play for them at that salary, no questions asked, but they could, if they decide to not give you the contract, then you can move on. So once he was offered that contract, the only way Mike Hilton could go to another team was if the Steelers pulled the contract. Now he could have chose to not show up and not play um, and do a holdout, but that wasn't the way he was going to work it. There was no reason to wait. He was showing the Steelers he was going to do all that he could. But in order to in order to be at camp and in order to do everything, he had to sign the contract. So he had to sign some he had to be under contract in some way. So we waited until the last possible moment to see if they could do a different contract. And when they didn't, he, this was was his option. Okay. So next year he does not become an unrestricted free agent. He's a restricted free agent. Yes. They'll put the tender on him. They'll put a draft round, all that stuff. We saw that happen this year with BJ Finney and there was someone else was a restricted free agent that got a tender put on. Can you remember who that was? I know Finney for sure. Oh my. Was it Matt was it Matt Filer? No, I thought was Filer also exclusive rights? I'm not sure. Oh my! I'd have to go back and look that back up. That was okay. so long ago because know, everything was everything was, so, was taken care of. So, I think we all, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think it might have just been Hilton and Finney. I was I thinking think there was two. Is, Mike Hilton, someone in the live chat might okay. know. Maybe. So okay, here we go. He signs his tender. What we I think we all kind of expected him to not get a contract. Um, I talked to Chris Carter on our, on the Steelers one-on-one, -on -one, which did happen last night. If you haven't heard that, go back and check it out. Chris Carter from DKPistrickSports.com. And he predicted, he said the same thing, Dave, that you've been saying all along, that he didn't see him getting a contract. It just didn't make sense financially for the Steelers. Um, it, it's going to be a show me year for Mike Hilton. You agree? Yeah, absolutely. It was one of those things where, since it was such a similar situation to Alejandro Villanueva, you just want to look at why did they sign Big Al and why did, in the same situation and why did they not sign Mike Hilton? Because if you look at it, they would they would have been under contract for this amount for this season 
Next year would be the restricted free agent where they, you could possibly lose them, but you would get compensation for them. And then the following year, uh, they would then be the um, unrestricted free agent. In my opinion, if you know for sure that that is your guy at that position for at least the next three years, you want to go ahead and lock them up now and not even mess with the exclusive rights stuff. Uh, because one, it's the right thing to do to show that you're willing to put the long-term investment in. I don't think the Steelers were sold on Hilton long-term after he was, had a little bit of a down year last year as they were with Big Al. So that's why I think Big Al got it, like Hilton didn't. And it could have also just been purely the numbers of what Big Al was willing to take and what Mike Hilton was expecting. Yeah. Now, um, Reed in the live chat says that Xavier Grimble was also a restricted free agent. So there, there was the other one. Okay. I, I thought that was oh, the yeah. Th so, they yeah. were restricted. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so vodka drinker, he puts five dollars in the tip jar. He, we're not even at questions, and that he's already doing this. That's fine. Um, the tip jar I'm referring to, in case you're new to the show and you're watching live on YouTube and you're in the live chat, is the super chat feature, uh, right where it says you can chat publicly at BTSE Steelers Radio, whether you're on your phone, tablet, laptop, doesn't matter. To the right, there's a little dollar sign. You can hit that dollar sign, and then you can donate any amount of money to the show. And so in this case, Vodka Drinker puts $5 into the show. We call it the tip jar. And he says there's nothing wrong with that contract, meaning to Tomlin, he only got one year because of that Jacksonville fiasco. Um, I would almost say that he only got one year because of the fiasco last year. <laughs> I think that, that his image took a huge hit last year with the Antonio Brown saga, the Le'Veon Bell mess. And so I think the Steelers did exactly what Dave's thought. And that was, let's give him an extension so we're not being criticized publicly for not, but let's not give him the typical two or three year because we still want him to prove himself. So there you go. Um, Sean, he puts $2 in the tip jar as well. Man, you guys are already filling it up. I pre We appreciate this. He said, uh, what's up, guys? Good job, Tomlin, on the extension. Here we go. And so there's two two typical camps here, and those that wanted Tomlin to get an extension, those that didn't. Um, if you go to places like Facebook, uh, <laughs> they are very against the contract uh, being signed by Mike Todd. Would you even put yourself through that, Jeff? <laughs> no, it's like the scum of the earth. It's like the scum of the earth. That's exactly what it is. So, uh, okay. Other news that happened besides Mike Hilton and Mike Tomlin um, was the players arrived at camp today, and it was rather subdued. Other than Eli Rogers pulling up in a semi getting out with his hard hat on carrying a, an easy curl bar into the dorms. It was, it was status quo. I mean, guys rolled in in their regular vehicles. It was nothing special. I mean, Joe Hayden came in a Rolls Royce, but that's probably the Rolls Royce that he drives. That guy's going to get $11 million this year. Um, we're going to talk about him in a second. Um, even Juju Smith-Schuster just kind of snuck into the dorms. They said on the side door and didn't really, there's no, hoopla at all dave we kind of predicted this you think this was planned or do you think this was uh something else like the, do you think guys just didn't want to do anything i wonder if the young guys checked in with their veteran leaders to say hey what's the deal i don't want to be the only guy showing up <laughs> doing something i don't want to be the only guy showing up not doing something I bet you they communicated some and they said, hey, show up ready to work. So 
Eli Rogers, he took that in both ways to say, I'm going to do a little bit of hoopla, but just showing that I'm showing up ready to work. He wanted to come in as a, as a, I guess, personifying hard work. So I like the way it went today. I thought that was that that was good that they they didn't make it all about me. They said, I just love the interviews. The interviews were 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 really great, and all of them focused on winning, focused on the Super Bowl, ready to go. Uh, I kind of get a kick when you find out who's rooming with who and other things like that. Like I know uh, we'll talk about TJ Watt a little bit later. But he did take a shot at his roommate Ryan Switzer when they asked him if uh, if he thought his his room was bigger than last year, and he said he couldn't tell because Switz is so small that might have been what was throwing it off. So uh, <laughs> you know th- things like that. Those are the kind of fun things that you want to hear about when they're moving in the first day. Apparently, Juju and James Conner are roommates. Uh, they they've been roommates since rookie year. Yeah, so that's I, that you know now they're Pro Bowl roommates. Oh, that's true. Very good. I didn't think about that. So, um, the, the so the Steelers showed up. I agree with you. I thought that it was great to see. They just they just showed up. You know, there was nothing special. Uh, for those that wanted to hear Ben Roethlisberger talk, you haven't followed the team very long because he never does. You never see him roll in. I don't think you've seen Ben Roethlisberger show up to camp since two thousand and four. <laughs> but uh, still, there you have it. That's not the only thing that happened today. The Steelers did their conditioning test and Joshua Dobbs got rave reviews for his conditioning. And lo and behold, it wasn't a Casey Hampton situation, but for the, I don't know, I'm trying to think of last year, if he was on the pup list, I don't know, but for the second year in a row, TJ Watt has a slight hamstring pull at the beginning of camp. They're going to sit him out. People that are saying that, you know, I saw in the live chat, someone was saying, oh, that's not, not a good sign. Now, of course, anytime you have a potential hamstring pull, it's not good. But at the same time, had the same issue last year, had a great season. So TJ Watt, according to Mike Tomlin in his press conference today, he said that it was after the last run. So it wasn't like he was running. He said he had some tightness there. It wasn't like a severe pull or anything of that nature. They're putting him on the pup list to start camp. Now, Dave, tell everyone in case they don't know what being on the physically unable to perform list means at the start of training camp. Well, there's two different lists based on the time of year. There's the preseason pup and the regular season pup. Um, obviously, depending on where you are, you can't go on the regular season pup unless you've been on the preseason pup, unless you are newly signed. Once you practice one time, even if you step on the field for stretching in pads and you feel something tight, you are not eligible to go on PUP. You cannot have practiced at all. And the run test was not an official practice. So it's something to, to start off the season. And they're like, well, why do you even bother? When you're, you can't be on the regular season PUP unless you are on the preseason PUP. Um, so if you say, oh, well, let's just not put them on the list, then that's not an option to start the season. It's always wise if someone isn't starting off practicing, you put them on the list because then that way they're on that list till they come off. But the good thing about the preseason one is you can come off anytime. You could be on the pup list in the morning and you could just say, I can practice today. And you just go out and practice, which is what automatically takes you off. You can still do all the, you can do training, you can do, um, Obviously, um, any quarter, any kind of treatment that you need, uh, all the all the team meetings, everything, 
along with that. But that's that's really what what pup is. When you get into the regular season and you're on the pup list, that's when it becomes a problem because you must set out at least the first six weeks of the season. Yeah, so I'm not concerned about TJ Watt. Um, it, it's very rare that a, a hamstring or anything like that will linger all the way into the season. They're going to be cautious. They're going to sit him out. Does he really need to be there in days one, two? No, I wouldn't be shocked either if he's back in on the field for the padded practice on Sunday. We'll see. Heck, he might be there tomorrow. And that's what Mike Tomlin said. He said, you know, they could go in, he could get treatment, he could feel fine tomorrow. They put him through some light work tomorrow, and he's off the pup list, and this would be all for naught. So if you're listening to this and he's already been taken off the pup list, we sincerely apologize. But at the time that it was recorded, he was indeed on the physically unable to, un, unable to perform list. Uh, so, Dave, I know you watched the press conference just like I did. Um, am I right? You did? I did not watch it in its entirety. I pulled out some clips. I, as soon yeah. as we're done here tonight, that's the number one uh, thing on my list. Had a softball game. Sorry. Had, that's okay. Kind of had that that's problem. Okay. I, so then that, that negates my next question was going to see, you know, hey, what, what, what stood out with you and with what Tomlin said? Was there anything in particular? Um, it was kind of a very standard first press conference. You know, there wasn't a lot of news other than TJ Watt. He, like I said earlier in the show, he got asked about his contract, didn't want to talk about it. Um, speaking of contracts, Joe Hayden is reportedly in talks with the Steelers. His agent, Drew Rosenhaus is talking with the Steelers about potential extension. What are your thoughts on that happening? I like the notion that they are both uh, the saying we're talking, we're making some progress. That goes to show that Hayden is serious about being with the Steelers. He commented on, didn't he comment on Tomlin's contract that he was really happy to see that because he wants, he yeah. wants to play for coach Tomlin. And I I think this is something that they're going to be able to get done because I think it's going to save them money this year in the way they can structure it. So there's no, there, I don't think there's really any downfall because the biggest concern with if the Steelers need to pick up another position somewhere, do they have any money left to sign someone? This is where they could actually gain a little bit more there by, by um, putting most of his you know, doing the new contract and putting most of this year's salary in, in into a, a bonus so it doesn't really hit that much this year. What would you say are the odds? Well, let's not go odds. Um, if you were to put a percentage, like 100% would be that you're guaranteeing it's going to happen. 75%, obviously. What is the percentage you're putting on Joe Hayden getting a new contract before the start of the regular season? I'm going to go 80 um, cause I, I, I would say there's a greater chance that he's going to do it. I'd be more surprised if he doesn't, but yet that, that 20% there gives me all the, the whole notion of, well, I guess they just couldn't work it out. So I think 80 is a good number. I was going to say between 75 and 80 as well. I think it does get done. Um, and if they're smart, they do it or sooner than later based on the fact that my goodness, if, if they want to create that space that you spoke of, they want to do that sooner. So they have that available. So Isaac, longtime listener, uh, he puts 20 bucks in the tip jar. We appreciate that, Isaac. Really, man, that's awesome. Looking forward to the season, Steeler Nation, and listening to you guys. Here we go. I want to take this time to mention uh, all our slate of scheduled shows that we have coming up during the season. Uh, 
Okay, so during the regular season, we will be giving you six podcasts a week. I know that's crazy, but that's what we're going to do. We did five all off season. The only extra show will be the post game show. So Lance and I, or if Lance is not available, I'll get someone else. Typically someone like Dave, if he's around or Brian has done it in the past as well, where we just hop on, we talk about the game. We talk about statistics. We hand out game balls, stuff like that. Then we'll have the Steelers hangover the day after the game. And then we go through our normal routine. Yeah, I said it. Lance Williams will be on YouTube this year with that. We have the, Steelers burning question or the Steelers one-on-one show in case I can find someone, maybe it's from another website or something like that to come on and talk about the game or talk about an upcoming game. That would be at that time, the Steelers preview show and the standards of standard will be right around middle of the week. And then we're getting ready for the uh, big show. Uh, that's post game show. So we have a lot of content coming out this upcoming season. I hope that you all enjoy it. It's going to be on YouTube as well as our podcast platforms. And if you're listening in podcast form, you listen to iTunes, we really ask that you go to our page on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and give us a good, solid uh you know, a comment about, about the show. And that's, if you like the show, uh, we have some, d- d- most of our comments and, and ratings on the show are really, really old back from like 2015 when we first started and it was blog talk radio and it sounded awful. Give us, you know, help us update those. It helps our exposure. Trust me. We think that, uh, it helps big time. So just wanted to take a moment and do that. Now, Dave, there really wasn't any other news, but, um, at the same time, you have a stat geek, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not really exactly stats. I wanted to talk about something with the start of training camp. So I came up with a couple of trivia questions that I'm going to ask you. Um, I'll start off. It's just three questions. And I'll start off with the easiest one because it'll be the most recent. Um, I, man, we got a lot of people in the in the live chat wanting to do Super <laughs> Chat stuff. Yeah. And that's after Isaac. I got to say it when you throw $20 in and then you throw another comment on, you can kind of almost let that one count as well. That he said he's been following so long that it was back when it was the lousy sound, um, um, the lousy sounding show back in the day. So, uh, Isaac as you can goes see, back to, he goes back to blog talk radio, man. I, I remember Isaac, he goes back to blog talk. Radio. He's the guy in case you're just in the show that donated the Juju Smith Schuster Jersey to the program. So, yes. Well, that was our real fun giveaway. And we have another giveaway coming up. You know what? I'll tease it a little bit more. I mentioned it on another show. Um, I'll tease it a little bit more. I said it might have something to do with with the possible all-pro player with the Steelers. It actually is an all-pro player with the Steelers. We are going to this season be giving away a signed David DeCastro football. So we'll have some details of that coming out here in the future of what we're going to do. Uh, just getting a couple details together um, should be a lot of fun. But uh, hey, he's already a two-time All-Pro Steeler, so you can't take that away from him. That's a that's a that, that's a nice ball to have. So let's go. I'll go ahead and dive into this, Jeff. This is dealing with training camp and the kickoff of training camp. So let's let's look at last year. Last year, you know, we we start. Training camp comes in, and of course, you know, you're always going to get a flux of players in and out. I actually have an article that'll run sometime in the next couple of days that talks about when do we expect players, you know, changes to the roster. But last year, there was a player added to the roster 18 days after they reported to training camp. It was on August the 12th. That player wasn't with anybody else. They signed him, 
And he ended up making the 53-man roster for the entire season. Do you remember who that player was? Was he a rookie? He was not a rookie. Okay. Huh, he made he, the 53-man roster. Yep, I can give you another hint. Okay, go for it. I think he only dressed once at most twice. Oh, this is Banner. That would be one Zach Banner. Your next hint, your final hint was going to be he's the guy that's always congratulating the field goal and extra point team as they run off the field. If you've ever seen him out there doing that every game, um, <laughs> this enormous mammoth of a guy just out there slapping hands with every guy from that team that comes off, it's pretty neat. So to, so to remember, there, there's people, and that wasn't even a trade like with the Ryan Switzer or anything like that. That was someone that they just picked up off the street into training camp on the 53 all season. So here, you know what? I'm, I'm going to skip back later because I think this one's not as hard. Um, back in 2011, what two former Super Bowl players, Super Bowl winners with the Steelers, were officially released on the day the Steelers reported to camp? They, were, they, were, they released two, two players. I'm going to go ahead and say that they were both – just to be safe, I'm going to say they were both within the top three rounds of the draft when they were drafted by the Steelers. One of those players did end up coming back to the team later on in October. But do you remember what two veterans they they let go right when training camp started when they reported? In 2011? Is that 2011. So that was coming in right after they had lost the Super Bowl the year before. Right, yeah. Super Bowl 45. Yeah. Um, gosh, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Okay. One one of which was, was honored by Ben Roethlisberger wearing his jersey during training camp at times. Greg um, Warren? No, because he they were drafted in the same draft and had their locker next to each other. His big friend. Oh, Brett Kiesel? No, and I mean big, literally big. The guy was enormous. That would be one Max Starks. Oh, he was, he was cut today. Okay. He was cut that first day. All right. And then they brought him back in October. The other person that was cut was someone that then, that after winning a Super Bowl with the Steelers, spent a, spent a couple of seasons away from the team before coming back and then was cut. And he was never, he never played again and uh, caught one of the most, most, uh, in recent Super Bowl history for the Steelers, probably the second most iconic touchdown next to the San Antonio Holmes toe tap because it was not thrown by a quarterback or am I getting them back I'm getting it backwards of who threw it and who caught it aren't I say that last part again you kind of it was it was a it was he was one of a wide receiver duo where one threw and one caught the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl where one wide it, receiver Randall? threw it to another. Yes, Antoine Randall. Why did I get backwards? Who threw that pass? Okay. I just got it backwards. That I, I uh, Randall <laughs> caught it. Randall didn't catch it. Randall threw it to Heinz yes. Ward. But no, Antoine Randall was also him and Max Starks were both released the same day when they reported to camp. So here's here's your last final tricky one. Let's see if you can get okay. this one. You, I might have tipped you off to this one earlier, so we'll see. This is from two years ago in 2017. If anyone in the live chat can get this, I'll be pretty impressed. What was the name of the free agent acquisition who did not show up to camp for the Steelers in 2017? They had signed a free agent, was coming in to help him out, and then they go to report to camp, and he wasn't there, and he never showed. 
Do you remember did, that one? Did he end up retiring? He, I don't, well, he, he ended up out of football. I don't know if he officially retired. There was some, they, they never really explained exactly. I never got the best story of what exactly happened to him, but I don't know if you remembered his name. Free agent signing that didn't show up. Mm -hmm. I'm in the live chat, getting it. Uh, not yet. Sometimes my live chat lags. So we'll have to see here. Someone said, Reed said he was from Tennessee. I think that's correct that he was from Tennessee. And he played safety. I'm drawing a complete blank. Safety Damian Stafford. Do you remember that oh, when the wow. Steelers signed him? Right. Yeah, where they signed him as a free agent. They're like, oh, well, at least they got some safety help with Stafford coming in and blah, blah, blah. And he didn't show up. He didn't show up because that he never came remember, in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, yes, yeah, so that wasn't last year's training camp. That was the year before. So part of, I mean, they, they thought they were going to be, have a little bit more depth at safety. And that's part of the reason. Was that the same year that they then traded for JJ Wilcox? Was that 2017 or was that 2016? I can't remember. I'm getting yeah, my years mixed that up. Was 2017 but, was 2017 is when they made all those moves, it seems. Yeah. That's when they got Vance McDonald. That's when they got J.J. Wilcox. I mean, there was a lot of moves made that offseason. Yeah, and part of that was because Stafford just he signed with the Steelers. And then just, I, I think he was dealing with some mental now health Now it, it rings a bell. And might have yeah. been really out of shape and it got depressed. I don't know if those reports were true, but that was some of the reports of what was going on with him. And he never, he never came back to play for anybody. As far I as remember, I know, I remember Mike Mike Tomlin in the press conference that year, which is similar to the press conference he gave today, talking about how they don't know where he was. That he just said, "We're not sure." <laughs> he yeah. he didn't show up, um, and so I just never would have gotten his name because he literally was there and gone. But it's kind of nice to think about that. You're like, "Gee, yeah, T.J. Watt's going to be on, he's on pup." If it doesn't linger too long, and that's the biggest thing that came out of them reporting, that's great. You know, you, you didn't have two of your of your Super Bowl champions released as they go to show up to camp. You didn't have someone who you would sign as a free agent that didn't show up. Um, so I'm I'm pretty happy with how everything's kicking off here for 2019. Absolutely. So that was a good stacky segment there. Let's um I'd say, well, let's do a little change of pace here. The, the The live chat is hopping right now. I don't know why. Um, everyone's excited. I get it. I'm excited, too. We have some uh, super chat here, questions to get to. Let's get to some of these first, and then I'm sure we'll, in a roundabout way, talk about expectations along the way. So um, let's hear Stevie G puts $4.99 into the tip jar. Thanks for all that change. Um he said, how concerned are you guys about Devin Bush's height? I believe he's about six feet tall, six feet one, maybe on a good scale, specifically when covering bigger tight ends and slot wide receivers. Dave, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you don't have to be tall to play tall. Uh, I know that sounds really weird, but you can make up that height sometimes with athleticism, which I do believe he has a lot of that. Um, but you kind of have to have a athleticism to play in the NFL. Uh, I mean, how he's still taller than Mike Hilton. So, yeah. and he, and he's matched up on, on slot guys all the time. So, I mean, could it ever become a factor? Yes. Um, it, do I think that's something that's going to constantly plague him? I do not. 
Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, sometimes people make height to be so big of a deal. Like, I, I'll never forget when Sanquez Golson, and we make fun of Brian for Sanquez Golson a lot. Um, but I never forget when Sanquez Golson was drafted. Everyone made this huge deal how he wasn't six feet tall. And I look at a cornerback and say that speed and arm length is almost equally as important because if you have a big wingspan, you can get your hands up, you can, you know, get somehow get into that pass breakup area. Um, I'm not concerned about Devin Bush. And he's even said in an interview I saw this offseason where he goes, look, I might not be as tall as everybody, but I have no problem seeing the ball carrier, hunting them down and getting them. And that's what I love to hear. So that was good for me. So I have no qualms about his height. And I don't think the Steelers would have drafted him and traded up 10 spots to get him if they had any qualms about his height either. So I'm fine. Devin Bush, I hope he's fine too. Uh, let's go to the next one. Sean gave us $2 in the tip jar. Appreciate that. He said, I see us going 12 and four this year. How about you? Let's talk about this for a second. With the off season's over, I think the last time we did predictions, um, it might have been when the schedule was released, but that was before the draft. Um, with free agency and the draft over with, Dave, is your prediction for this season changed at all, or is it still the same? Sorry about that. I was muting because I was rummaging around here. I'm trying to look back. Uh, I might even have exactly what we we all had. Um, it might take me a little bit of time to find it. I'm pretty sure that I had the Steelers going 11 and and five. Yep, here we go. I had them 11 and five. Brian had them 11 and five, and you had them 13 and three. So 13 I think three. I think you would be you you could go along with that 12 and four. I'll be honest with you. If the Steelers win week one, I'm banking on 12 and four. Okay. So that's I mean bottom bottom line. And on and the more I think about it, is I'm like. I'm, I'm, it, it's kind of hard to bet against them that first week. Um, because you, there's just so many unknowns and I think that's a game they can come out and win. So I, I do too. I do too. Can. Not that I'm they gonna, will, but they can. Right. Right. I, I, I've, I've been to stick with 13 and three based on the fact that, um, those West coast trips scares me, scare me period. So, all right, let's go to the next one. Shield 91 puts $5 in the tip jar. Says, this will be my first season listening to you guys. Pretty exciting. I've told a few friends about it as well. Cheers. Thank you very much. Look, word of mouth for, you know, I mean, we're approaching 3000 subscribers on YouTube. And while some people might say like my wife, she goes, Oh wow, that's amazing. It's not really that amazing when you look in YouTube and, and some of the other accounts and stuff of that nature. Sharing videos, sharing podcasts, telling people about it. It's a great way to spread the word. But again, it comes down to do you love the content? That's what we want. We want you all to enjoy the content enough that you're going to share it with other people. And so that's ultimately what we're hoping you do. So, Shield, thank you very much for doing that. And thank you very much for the uh, $5. We appreciate it. Um, let's see here. A lot of people were guessing all the, your questions. Um, here's a question for you there, Dave. What are you most excited about seeing in training camp this year? Uh, teamwork. I'm just going to leave it like that. I'm excited for that. I, I want to see everyone focused on succeeding as a team and not worrying about themselves. 
Well, if signing Dave is any indication, I think that's what you might get, Dave. I think that's pretty good. So we'll see what happens here. Um, let's see here. Everyone's talking about the weather now. Man, how did I miss <laughs> the weather talk? <laughs> All right, we have another person. Uh, Sean the Don puts $10 in. He said, assuming Ben Roethlisberger plays three more years, what's it going to be like for Mason sitting for four years? Thoughts on that? Well, Sean, first and foremost, thanks for the tip. We appreciate it. Um, for me, I've thought about this. I think Dave has thought about this because we're both big Mason Rudolph fans. And I actually wrote an article that was actually a very highly viewed article when Ben Roethlisberger signed his contract, which essentially was what the Ben Roethlisberger extension means for Mason Rudolph. And it was all based around the fact that if the Steelers were smart, and there's a lot of ifs in this scenario, people, so bear with me. If the Steelers are smart, and if they've seen enough for Mason Rudolph in practice and training camps and preseasons and maybe even in limited time on the field that they could actually set themselves up for having almost like a red shirt rookie contract with Mason Rudolph. And what I mean by that is that when he's going into his final year of his contract, Roethlisberger will be going into the final year of his. So the Steelers could wait and see what Rudolph does or with one year left, Maybe they give him an extension or they uh, give him a whole new contract and lock him up for another three or four years on top of his rookie contract. Doing so, barring a major Roethlisberger injury, would basically have him as an unknown commodity, except they know what they have because they've seen it. So if all this happens, and like I said, there's a lot of ifs in this scenario, I could see a situation where the Steelers could actually, if they like him enough, have him on the roster for when Roethlisberger's done for a whole nother contract cycle. So we're talking three to four years, relatively cheap. That's going to give them a lot of salary cap space to maneuver with, and that can lead to success. It literally can. But he has to beat out Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> I still come back to that. If he doesn't beat out Joshua Dobbs this year, not only will I go into a deep state of depression, but at the same time, none of it will matter because I feel like if he doesn't beat him out this year, it's all null and void. But Dave, what do you think? You really just kind of summed it up with exactly how I was thinking. First things first, he's got to win the number two job this year. Uh, absolutely the following year, but I really think it needs to be this year. And I have all the confidence yeah. in the world that he will. If he does not, it's not because it's going to be because Josh Dobbs is just playing lights out. And if honestly, if Josh Dobbs is playing lights out and you're and Brian's boy, Devlin Hodges, he's got to be his boy because he took it the spot of his other boy, Brogan Roback. If he shows anything in the preseason, the Steelers think that they want to keep <laughs> him as a third and Josh Dobbs is that great. Get something for him. You know, some people think that, Oh, maybe they'll, they'll keep Hodges on the practice. No, they're, the third quarterback doesn't get any playing time during the week, any practice time. Why would you waste a practice squad spot for someone who's definitely not going to get any playing time? You need people there in order to do what you need to do in practice. Sorry, let's get back to Mason Rudolph. He's got to win this. He's got to win the number two job this year. That's first. I think 
he's let's see. So he'll have he's got three more years under his contract. I think after the next two seasons, which means Ben would be entering the final year of his contract, that's when you go to him and say, Hey, you're our backup. You're our plan for the future. Let's do something that's good for you and good for us. So you because that way you're here, you're comfortable, you can do it for us. Do a two-year extension when he's got one year left on his rookie deal. Do it, you, well, sorry, rookie deal. Do a two-year extension with the understanding that he's, because um, you're probably not going to extend Roethlisberger past that, that that gives him basically two years as a starter to show what he can do. And then he can either get the bigger contract with the Steelers or go try to find it elsewhere. That's what my perfect scenario would be. Yeah, uh, that's like yeah, that's kind of what I said. Yeah, the, the Steelers are going to have to use, and, and I, I hope that he plays well. And I say Mason Rudolph when I say he, I hope that Rudolph plays well this preseason, and they, they're going to know better than anyone else, you know, what they have in Mason Rudolph. So keep that in mind. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, Snowman puts five dollars in the tip jar. Appreciate that. He says it's tight end, a position of concern for you, Dave. What do you think? Uh, depth, definitely. If you deal with one injury or, or heaven forbid two, you're in real trouble. So would not be surprised. I mean, who knows? Maybe their, their draft pick and an undrafted free agent is guys that they really expect a lot out of. But, uh, I know cause I had just looked it up there. One undrafted free agent had like 11 catches in college with one touchdown. So it's not like they're tearing it up in college. Uh, coming into the pros. So uh, that's the yeah. guy that's also a long snapper. Um, but you never know what guys are – how many how many receptions did Antonio Gates have at tight end before he came to the NFL? You know, he didn't even play college football. He was a, he was one of those basketball right. – athletic basketball players. So sometimes you just see something that you like. But uh, it's not that I have the most confidence that, that that could happen or will happen. So I'm thinking if an injury happens, they've got to go – find something somewhere. I'm okay with the tight end position as long as there's no injuries. And that's, that's not the easiest thing to say with Vance McDonald on the roster. So if they can keep stay healthy, I think if they have two solid ones in Grimble and, and McDonald, they're fine. But if they get an injury, like you mentioned, they're in for um, a rude awakening. Okay. So uh, over under 50 sacks, that's from Brandon. What do you think? Under 49 and a half. I'd, it's that whole 53 times in a row. They've never done it. I'd love to see him do it, but if I had to wager on it, I would, I would say the under, but it's not going to be by much. I'm going to say it's going to be under, but barely I'm talking like 49, 48. I think it'll be close. Um, but I don't, I don't think, know I that they'll the need the sacks as much this year. I'd, I want to see them generate more turnovers um, based on, based on, I'd like to see quarterbacks try to try to get away, make a bad throw where they get an interception rather than actually get the sack. So, but that's my wishful thinking. Yeah. Um, it's, I think the defensive ranking overall will go up, but I think that for some reason the sack totals will go down a little bit. So Brian Davis, our normal colleague who has his own name in the live chat is asking where the cool slash hot touchdowns are. <laughs> you're supposed to log in with your burner account or something and then say that <laughs> get in the zone the touchdown zone that's brian's slogan um 
Nightwolf asks, who do you think will sign Mike Daniels? I know a team that probably won't, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not sure who else will. Um, probably the New England Patriots. That seems to be worth a lot of that. Um, right, here we go. Thomas White asks, Bud Dupree over under 10 sacks this year. Uh, I'm going under. I will go under as well. I would say, but what, what if it's eight? That's uh, that was the that was the number you threw out to CC last good, night, yeah. and he got so mad because that was his prediction. <laughs> and honestly, I like his prediction. Uh, I'll go seven and a half. Okay, all right. Um, uh, let me ask you a question. I asked him, and if you're listening, you will get a chance to answer. Does any Pittsburgh Steelers defender have four interceptions or more in 2019? And if so, who is it? If anyone's, I'm going to give you his answer. I'm just going to quote it. If anyone's going to do it, it will be Joe Hayden. Um, but he didn't think it'll happen. He didn't. Yeah. If if it happens, and my my next my next best guess would be Sean Davis. I would love to say Stephen Nelson. He's just not enough of a known factor for the Steelers yet. So, um, if he's coming out and getting that many interceptions and proves me wrong, that will make me a very happy Steeler fan. Yeah. All right. How about, um, so Greg says he, he wants to put an over under on Hargrave at 10. That's a little too high. Vegas would never do 10. Vegas would say over under seven. He had six and a half last year for a nose tackle. That's a lot. So if Javon Hargrave, the over under set at seven, what's your uh, thoughts on that, Dave? I want to take the over. I think he's going to mm, get okay. – well, because I think he played less than 50% of the snaps last year. I think even in some pa- sub-package football, he's going to be a key guy in that rotation, even when it's just two guys. And he's going to be in – they've got to get him more snaps as well as he played last year, which is going to give him – I mean, come on. That's that's only one more opportunity than what he had last year. So I say, I say let's go over. Uh, I'm going to say under, I'm a, I think six between six, six and a half, seven, maybe even a push there at seven is kind of where he should be living. And I don't think they're going to get him on the field any more than they did last year. I know he was super productive when he was out there, but when you go into sub packages, if you put him on the field, you're taking to it or Hayward off. And that's tough to do because they're that good. So I don't know. It yeah, but nice. I mean, you know they rotate. You know they rotate. Yeah, and absolutely. So just get him involved in that rotation. And, and frankly, unless he's injured, he's your nose. Don't worry about Shade Tree and getting him snaps. Don't even bother. Just when there's a nose, make it Hargrave as long as he's healthy. Yeah. And when there's not, get him in the, in the defensive tackle rotation. And that's because – he deserves it. He really does. He he showed on the field what he can do. And if he's just one more guy that the, that the other team has to worry about, come on. I mean, you got Cam Hayward. You got TJ Watt. I mean, look at Stefan Tewitt is just known for his athleticism. And it's just it, – and if they finally uh, – CC brought up a really good thing last night with with the whole Bud Dupree of just letting him be himself. That part of the problem – might have been they just didn't let him rear back and go get the quarterback. Yeah. So maybe this year they, they'll do that now that there's a change in, in the coaching position. Okay, Dante Moncrief. Someone said over under 1,000. I'm going to change that to 850. Over under Dante Moncrief, 850, 850 yards. 
Um, I'm, I'm the wishful thinking. I am the king of wishful thinking. I'm going <laughs> over. I like the night. If you just said 900, I'd have been really torn because that's, that's what I'll go with. I'll go with my prediction will be 900. Okay. So you're saying 900, huh? For me, 850. I'll take under, I think he's going to be around 800. Um, I just think they're going to spread the love around. Um, it's it's not. A, I think Moncrief's going to be good. Okay, let's go with James Washington, seven hundred. Ooh, he is. <laughs> but you've got. It's a coin flip of whether he's going to get over it or come nowhere close. He's either going to show that he was worthy of a second round pick or he's going to end up in Lima Swede territory. So it's going to be, if, if he gets in the ballpark, I think he's going to be doing so well that he goes over or he's just going to completely fall off the, uh, you know, where we don't even know what's going on with him. So I'm, I'm, my optimism is shining through my homerism. I'm going to say <laughs> over, but I, I think, I think seven is a good number for him. 700. Yeah, my Vegas numbers are really good recently. Okay, I agree. I think he's going to go over. How about um, Juju Smith-Schuster over under eleven hundred? Eleven hundred, and he was he was fourteen. Fourteen hundred. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to take the over, but I'm not going to take it by much. I don't think it's going to be as much as last year because of the attention. But I think you're right because you might even ask this next about his touchdowns. Touchdowns will go up, yards will go down. Well, he's had seven touchdowns in his first two seasons. So if I'm Vegas and I'm assuming that it's going to go up, I would say that the over-under would be set at... Um, give me a hook. We'll say nine. Oh, I thought you were going to give me eight nine and a half. half. Uh, I, thought, I was, gonna say, I if was you give thinking me, about it. Then I went to, <laughs> if you give me eight and a half, I'm going over. If you're going nine and a half, I'm going to go under because I, I have the number nine. Okay. I'd love to uh, see Brandon, him get 10, but I'm kind of scared. Right. Brandon Lee says uh, over under 16 interceptions for Roethlisberger this year. He's normally around that 13 range. If I were, if I were setting the number, I used his, if I were setting the number, I would have gone 14 or 14 and a half. Yeah. If it's 16, I'm going to go under. Cause I think you're, you're pretty good around there. You bottom line, you got to think of how much, how much are they going to have to throw the ball late in the game where he's going to have to, He's going to have to take chances. If they can avoid those kind of situations in games, then I think is I think he could really go down in the number of interceptions. But they've got to get in those situations where they're not needing to come from behind, where they're playing ahead. So, yeah, I, if it's I'm going to keep it at the 16, so I can say under. If I have to do your numbers, it's going to be so tough to say. At 14, I would go okay, over. over. At 16, under. I'll go under. Okay. He said, Brandon said 30, 32 touchdowns for Roethlisberger over or under. 32. That, that, gonna, number, that number seems a little high. I would go yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going under on, on 32. Um, I'm going to set it. I'm going to set it at 28 because I think, I think they can get some effective running in the red zone which will really help, which, you know, who cares if you're running it in or passing it in. And I mean, 
if he goes above that, if he gets up around the 32, it's because they're going to get, it'll take a lot of touchdown receptions from running backs where they're getting the ball on a pass instead of a run. If they end up, if, if they get four of those, then I think he can get to 32. If not, I would say 28. Throw or run as long as you get into the touchdown zone. That's all exactly. that matters. Exactly. You, know? you got to so you you, get into that touchdown get zone. Doesn't matter. All right. Um, I like how this show has turned into the over-under episode, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> here we go. We have two from Heath. He said Switzer 500, McDonald's 600. So let's go with Switzer first. Under. Re- okay. I'm, he I'm didn't under 500. About you. All right. And McDonald's 600. Uh, yeah. Switzer, I'm going to go under with, with the five. And McDonald, I'm going to go over with the six. Um, and that's all about because I'm optimistic that he'll be healthy. I think if he's healthy all season, then he can do that. But the, that's going to be the biggest thing holding him back would be if he misses time. Yeah, I think he should get over 600 this year. I, th- I think he might have gotten over 600 last year, um, if I recall. But I don't know off the top of my head, so I, I don't want to say that. So um, see if we have any other questions here. Who's our starting kicker next year? Boswell? Yeah. That is something that Tomlin talked about a lot in his conference today at the end. I think it might have been Mark Caballi of the Athletic who asked about, you know, how do you create pressure situations in a non pressure environment? And Tomlin was very taken aback by that and said, I think you're underestimating the pressure aspect of, of training camp. And there's a lot of people that, you know, you can put pressure on people in a lot of different ways. So there you go. Um, who um who wins the AFC North? You think the Steelers? If we'll assume the Steelers win the AFC North, who comes in second? Ooh, second in the North. Um, I'm not high on the Browns like everyone else, but I still say that I don't think the Ravens did enough to address what they lost on defense, um, and that's why I think think that they might, you know. They're, they're going to have to score more points to win games next year than they've had to in the past. So that's why I yeah. think um, I'll put them – I'm going to say the Browns. I'm going to say they finish with identical records, but um, but, but Cleveland might even get the, get the Ravens both times. Okay. Um, I Rita Rose asked about uh, TJ Watt, probably joined the show late. Uh, he's fine. He is going to start on the pup list, but at the same time, I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. Um, I don't think this is a situation like Mike Mitchell, his first year in Pittsburgh, where he had a groin injury in camp and that lingered the whole season. I don't think it's anything like that. So, all right, Dave, do you have an either or for this week? Or um, yeah, yeah, I, I got one. It's going to be it, it's going to be real simple. But one thing I do want to say is that yeah. they say, well, hey, look, the Ravens defense they got Earl Thomas. Yes, they got one guy. Um, did they get another? Did they, did they get a linebacker in there too? I'm trying to remember. Um, no, they lost Mosley. They lost Suggs. They I'm lost just saying, they, Eric Weddle. Yeah, go. they 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 got they they got Earl Thomas, but one guy does not replace three or four losses. So that's why I said I didn't think that they did enough because they didn't address they didn't address defense hardly at all in the draft. So um, so that's that's how that goes. Either either or. This is a good one, Jeff. This 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 is what I was going to wonder. Uh, what. And, and I think I know the answer to this one. 
what is going to live on in the Steelers preview podcast longer? Uh, how much I don't like Deontay Johnson or how much Brian uh, wants the Steelers to get into the touchdown zone. Oh, I think the touchdown zone is definitely by far. We're talking t-shirt stuff with the touchdown zone. I mean, yeah, we made fun of you with Deontay Johnson, but that'll wear off quick. Uh, the touchdown zone, <laughs> I think Brian was so delirious because it was late and he was tired and he had just talked about how his wife calls it the touchdown zone. And I, <laughs> I still laugh to this day when he said that. Okay, um, we'll do yeah, this either real quick. Say well, real quick. I was going to have to answer. I agree, especially because that's even newer. Um, but yeah, the, the, the touchdown zone will, it's going to, we're not letting that go for a long no. time. So no. be ready, Brian, but Brian owns it. He owned it he last does. week. He loves it. He'll even bring it up. He thinks it's hilarious. We all enjoy it. He's, 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 he's handled it very well. Much better than I handled how much you guys said I hated Deontay Johnson. Yeah, you got pretty ticked <laughs> off about that. Um, okay, here's here's my either or, and it's Steelers related as well. Everyone's talking about week one. So would you it, would you take a Steelers victory in week one, but there's a significant injury, not a player's the player's not lost for the season, but there's a significant injury to a key player in that win. Or would you rather the team lose and stay healthy, knowing the impact that it would have for the rest of the season? Oh my, that's a good one. For <laughs> you say this is for week one. Yeah, so you get a for specifically week one. Yeah, and let's say you're talking about losing someone like a Ben Roethlisberger or a TJ Watt James or Connor. James yeah. Connor. Um, I mean Juju, someone, someone like that. That's you know, one one of the key again, not not you know, season the, ending, key, not I'd, season I'd, ending. I'd say one of the key linemen, but I think our line depth is so good. Even though we could we could lose an all pro lineman. I mean, look at last year, DeCastro missed two games, and BJ Finney did great. So, oh, you know what? That's tough because you're saying you're basically trading one win to let's say they miss the next four games, and maybe instead of going you know four and oh, three and one, you're going two and two. Or one and three. So you're saying, would you trade that first week win for what could equate to two lo two losses you might not get otherwise? Um, give me the victory over the Patriots. I think it goes a lot for tiebreaker. <laughs> I think it goes, you know, I, I, I think it because because once that player comes back, you're like, hey, look at what this team can do when they had everyone week one. Even if you just scrape along and that player doesn't come back till towards the end of the season and you're like, hey, here we are. Now we're back. We haven't had this all season. If you give me that player, if you give me the, we, the, the win against the Patriots, you give me the sixth seed into the playoffs, and you give me everybody back, I'll take it. The only issue there, I think they could tolerate it in almost any position except for quarterback because it's one of those situations where, man, if Ben Roethlisberger is down, as much as I love Mason Rudolph and or Joshua Dobbs, can they keep the can they keep the ship afloat? I don't know. I don't know. But if Juju goes down, I think they have enough. If James Conner goes down, you know, Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels there, if TJ Watt goes down, even maybe Ola Adenier this this offseason really shows out and is capable, and they have Chickalo. Uh, I'm not wishing injury on anybody, but still, um, I'll take the win 
against New England because it's in Foxborough and they haven't beaten them in Foxborough since the um, the season where it, Tom Brady got hurt in week one against Kansas City. And that was when Wes Welker almost got decapitated by Ryan Clark and uh, Matt Castle was the quarterback, I believe, of that team. That was the last time I think the Steelers have won in Foxborough. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. I can't correct you for sure. I don't. I think you're. I think you're correct. Meaning, okay. I can't. I cannot confirm or deny the okay. truth of your statement. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm right. pretty sure you're right too. But I'm not confident enough to 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 say. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. So, but I'm. Well, I, the, the last. I think you're right. The last two times they've played in New England, AFC Championship game, the Chris Hogan debacle. The previous time was when they opened up the season uh, with New England. That didn't pan out well. D'Angelo, uh, there was no Le'Veon Bell in that game. He was suspended. And D-Will, D'Angelo Williams was the running back, and that did not end well either. That was the game where they couldn't score from one, the one-foot line. I think D'Angelo Williams, remember, he had that run. It looked like he got in the end zone. He didn't. He was ruled down short and everything. They could and, okay, have challenged it, and they yeah, didn't. didn't. Yeah, they didn't. Because they had that however many more cracks added, and then it just got worse. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun uh, times. Someone said they haven't won there since 08. That, that probably would have been it. That that I think that would have been So Okay, one. so we do have a, a, a super chat here before we uh, go off the air. Snowman says, will you have Steelers preview before regular season games? Yes, we are currently... Um, I was talking with Lance today about we have to set our dates and times for the upcoming schedule that I spoke of earlier in the show. So like the standard is the standard is not normally on Sundays, obviously during the season. So that'll probably be a Wednesday or a Thursday show. Uh, and then we'll have to do the preview on the other day. So let's say the standard is Wednesday. Then the preview would stay on Thursday. Uh, we'll make it work. We'll make it work when we'll set that schedule, but we will be having a Steelers preview during the regular season. Um, no doubt about it. So yeah, thanks for that snowman. We appreciate that. So Dave, good show turned into the over under episode and I thought it was good. Hey, yeah. Something different. We, so next, we, we've got to throw in a plug. This it's been a while. You'll know the answer to this better than me. It was at the beginning with the live chat. Several people commented on the Dilly Dilly shirt. Mm -hmm. This is a behind the steel curtain shirt. It's got the logo on it right there. That's the whole reason I got it. I love it. Um, are those still available on the site? Do you know, Jeff? They are not. Um, the company that you, the company that used to that made those t-shirts for us folded. And I'm currently in the process of trying to find someone else to make our t-shirts i've got a couple leads i've sent out a couple emails so hopefully those touchdown zone shirts will be produced as soon as possible um i'm trying to find because a lot of these websites they'll make whatever shirt you want and they just print what you need it's not like you need a minimum number or something like that so if we did a touchdown zone shirt brian davis could be the only one that buys it and there you go so I'm sorry, someone vodka drinkers just commenting on my uh, my hats in the back there. 
<laughs> yes, I do have a lot of golf hats. You see the Nike hat. The red one is the Oakmont uh, U.S. Open hat that my dad got when he went to that in Pittsburgh. I've got my Titleist Pro V1 hat. I've got another Nike golf hat up there. That orange one's my son's hat, by the way. So, um, And the answer is a great way to send this off. He says, are you guys ready for some football? Absolutely. Yes. No doubt about it. So with that said, Brian, uh, Brian, good Lord. Dave, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. Everyone that's in the live chat, that was probably one of the craziest live chats we've had during a Steelers preview. Everyone's excited. We appreciate it. And as Lance Williams will always say, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We'll see you next week on another episode of the Steelers Preview.